This is the Worth Recovery Podcast, featuring women in addiction. Welcome back to Worth Recovery, a podcast featuring women in sex addiction. My name is Amy. I'm a sex addict. I've been sober since December 2nd of 2012. Today is episode 75, and I'm really excited to bring you a special guest today, um, Candace Christiansen. And now before we jump into all of our wonderful details today, let's do two things really quickly. First, let me share a little bit of a grateful moment. I've been sharing these grateful moments as we kind of conclude this year, 2016, and just different things that I'm grateful for as we go through this fall season. Today, I am grateful for music. I've grown up with music. Music has always been a major, major, major part of my life. I play several instruments. I love to sing. Um, my mom has introduced me to music from the time I was really little, and and I just love music. I love what it does for me. I love that it can change and alter my mood. I kind of use it sometimes to do that on purpose. I love that it can relax me. I love that it can make me excited. But I love most of all that music can make, help, not make me, but music can help me feel. As I've been going through a lot of emotions recently uh, with my mom, with different things happening with her health, with just different things happening in my life. I'm grateful that music helps me to feel certain things. It brings up emotion. And because it's kind of bigger than me, I can get in my car, I can play it super loud so that I can't even hear myself sing. But because it's kind of bigger than me, it helps me to, to dissipate emotion and to work through emotion, to feel emotion. And I've had a couple of those experiences recently where I found a song or listened to a song that was able to really help me to articulate what it was I was feeling and what was going on with me. And I'm just really grateful for that. I'm grateful for the gift of music in my life. I'm grateful that I've learned how to play my own music and that I've learned how to express myself using music. And and I'm really grateful for that. I'm grateful that my mom taught me that as I reflect on my mom's life as it's coming to a close, I'm grateful for the lessons that she's taught me. And one of those lessons is the importance of music in my life and the attachment that I have to music. There are songs that will forever, ever remind me of my mother. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for that in my life. And one more quick announcement before we jump in. Um, I'm just really grateful for our upcoming event for Engage in the Struggle coming January 21st to Salt Lake City, Utah. I'm grateful our guest today is going to be one of our presenters for that event. She's going to be presenting on trauma and addiction and how those two things interact. And today she's going to preview just a little bit for us some of her knowledge and experience about that and also tell us about some of the work that she's doing around trauma. And I'm grateful that she agreed to come on, Candice. I'm grateful for Candice and her willingness to be here with us today. And before we just jump into that, you can register online for the our event engaged in the struggle 
at www.worthrecovery.com. You can also learn there about our other speakers who are going to be sharing their knowledge and information with us here on the podcast in the coming weeks. And I hope that you'll take this experience to kind of preview Candice and what she has to offer and and be able to uh, learn from her and also get excited about attending and joining us and meeting with us in January. Also, just a shout out to our Worth Warriors. You guys, you ladies, you're just amazing. Totally amazing. Thank you for your help. Thank you for your support. Thank you for keeping this podcast free for all the women out there listening and for all of the women in addiction wherever they are. Your little contribution is your way of giving back and sharing with us even just a little bit of your story. And I appreciate that so, so much. It means so much to me and to the women that are out there listening and connecting with us. So without any further ado, let's get over to our interview with Candice. Okay, I am so excited to be here today at the Namaste Center for Healing with Candice Christiansen. Candice has worked in the mental health arena with trauma survivors for close to 20 years. She's a certified sex addiction therapist supervisor. She's certified in EMDR um, and is a trauma expert and national and international consultant on various issues related to intimacy disorders and complex trauma. She founded her outpatient program, that's where we're at today, the Namaste Center for Healing, with the goal of helping adults, couples, and teens resolve their trauma and various sexual issues in order to live a wholehearted life. I'm super excited to be with Candice today, and so we'll just have you introduce yourself or give us a little bit about what you do here. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. I, you know what, we do so many things here now. It's so amazing to see how it's grown. We offer individual therapy, group therapy for men and women who have sex addiction, sexual anorexia, so the opposite, mm-hmm. um, infidelity issues, relationship issues, sexual issues. We do couples therapy. Um, we treat teens because we're seeing more and more teens that have issues on the internet. So problematic internet use, whether it's gaming or problematic um, sexting or looking at pornography. So we do a lot of things here. We have classes, intensives. Uh, I do a, it's a biannually intensive with my workbook that I wrote that's for trauma survivors. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just have a lot of really cool things going on. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I was first introduced to this clinic by, actually, I know three of uh, three women who attend here for therapy, and hey. they were, uh, they're just amazed. They're oh, just totally good. amazed. And so that's why I reached out to Candice to see if she would be willing to speak at our event in January on trauma. And I'm so excited that you agreed to do that. Thank you. Oh, yeah. And Absolutely. so I'm excited to do a little bit of a preview about that and yes. to talk about this workbook that you've published recently called Mastering the Trauma Wound. Yes. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the workbook? Maybe what inspired you to to put that together? Well, you know what? I am a survivor of trauma. I have, um, I lived a lot of abuse as a child that I didn't remember until I was in my 30s. And so I just began uh, three years ago to start to work through my stuff in that regard at that level. The more work I did, the more memories I had. And Mm -hmm. I thought, you know what? I really want, here I'm this expert in trauma. I've had (laughs) these memories. 
Um, they slowly throughout the years have been coming out. I'm working more on them and I've got these really amazing tools that have helped me and I really, really want to share them with the world. And so that's really what inspired me to write it. And it was really just an evolution throughout the years, really mm-hmm. an evolutionary process, which just had a lot of meaning for me, a yeah. lot of meaning. So, so that's what inspired the book. Yeah. The book. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I really, I meet a lot of women who have a similar experience where they start remembering trauma or start, you know, mm-hmm. kind of it impacting their lives in a negative way in their thirties or late twenties or thirties or things like that. Um, is that, is that common? Do you see that a lot? You know what? I see that a lot actually. And I think what happens, it's like the older we get when we're younger, especially children, there's no way that we could remember what happens. And some children that do have a lot of issues as when they're little. I mean, a lot of issues. When we see folks that have complex trauma, DID, I mean, there is a lot of trauma that's locked away in, in our minds because of that. So what is DID? Sorry, for? dissociative no, okay. identity disorder. Okay. I mean, people will literally fragment in an effort to protect themselves. And mm-hmm. it's so, you know, I think we're really creative in terms of surviving. But yeah, when we get older, I think the more tools we have and the more resources, something gets unlocked in, in our brain. And so we start to remember. And it's really important to have that support because if we don't, it can be really jarring. Yeah, I bet. And a lot of people don't know how to cope with it. And so we see a lot of replication in terms of sexual behaviors mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and relational behaviors. You know, people will be like, why am I acting out this way? And then come to find out, wow, that actually happened to them. Right. So they're repeating that cycle. So it's really fascinating. Yeah. So what does this workbook entail? What, what does it do for people? So, so the workbook is for people who are trauma survivors, um, but also it can be for people who are trauma survivors, but have, <clears throat> excuse me, but also have issues with sex, issues re- with relationships, or they're, they have intimacy anorexia. They deprive themselves of love and connection. So it's for folks who come in and say, hey, you know what, I just have trauma, nothing else. Mm-hmm. But it's also for folks who say, I've got relationship issues, which by the way, I think we, we all do. <laughs> right. And then those that are on the spectrum of, I have relationship issues to the point where I'm addicted, or I have relationship to issues to the point where I deprive. So, and what do people get from it? I offer mindfulness-based tools. So um, affirmations, research-based tools, you know, looking at polyvagal theory and Bessel van der Kolk's work on trauma. He's like Mm -hmm. one of the main people on trauma. So we we talk about his research and, you know, the mind-body connection. There's a lot in the beginning of the book that talks about the impact on the brain and the body and how when we are traumatized, you know, our, our brain doesn't work the same way. And so then I incorporate mindfulness tools such as breathing and meditation and pausing and affirmations and what I call the heart hug where you, you, know, you wrap your, your arms around you and you just say, I'm safe, I'm okay, this is just sensation. It's so powerful when yeah. people do it. It really is. It's such a powerful workbook. So yeah, I love it. I love that I can offer that to folks. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited mm-hmm. to get into it and read it a little bit and spend some time exploring it. One of the things you said, you know, um, 
I my experience has been on the sex addiction side of that spectrum yeah but as I've been exploring and talking to more women and talking to them about their sexual behaviors and different things through this podcast I've started to meet the whole the other side of the spectrum a lot a lot of women who deprive themselves Mm -hmm. of sex of intimacy of of relationships Mm -hmm. can you talk a little bit about that maybe just kind of that opposite side of the addictive absolutely so so sexual aversion intimacy aversion uh, intimacy anorexia sexual anorexia you know what happens is a lot of fear gets in the way of of people connecting and so when I, I call it locking up the gates so it's like I'm shutting my body down I'm not letting anybody in it's a form of control that says okay I feel really out of control I feel really unsafe so what am I going to control I'm going to control my body. I don't want you to touch me. I don't want you to get close to me. I might deprive myself socially or not let people in. It's not actually intentional. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people aren't really conscious of it, but it is a coping mechanism. Just like if we go to the opposite spectrum and look at sex addiction, that's a coping mechanism, Right. right? So it's like, I'm scared. I'm untrusting. I've got, I'm having a trauma response first thing we do is control our bodies and for women especially we are so vulnerable when it comes to sex it makes sense that we would close off mm-hmm. you know I liken it to like I've worked with women who have and men actually who have eating disorders and so they'll they'll recover from the food anorexia and then they move over to having sexual anorexia. It's really, really fascinating. So we work a lot on how can you nourish and nurture your body non-sexually? How can you be comfortable in your skin without sex first and then slowly work your way up to that? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I, I am fascinated with that idea because I have had so many women and, and I feel like even a lot of times in sex addiction, one of the things we do is we just go the we just go anorexic. We just stop mm-hmm. acting out yeah. at sexually at all yeah. or anything like that, and then just go the opposite spectrum, and kind of have to find that middle ground mm-hmm. in the middle of trying to, yeah. like you're saying, nourish our body yes. in a way that's helpful. Yeah, well, especially if there's been trauma. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't know. A lot of women don't know how to nurture and nourish our bodies, so we reject it. You know, mm-hmm. it's like I'm not I'm not going to take care of myself. Or I'm going to protect and create buffers around myself so that no one can get near me. So it's really, really important to learn that. It's hard. Yeah. But it's really, really important. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I'm excited to, I'm sure that there are tools in your workbook yes. to be able to do that. I'm excited yes. to dig into that. So tell me a little bit about what population do you think would benefit most from using this workbook? You know what? I really, what I've seen, folks that have all kinds of addictions, so sex, love, relationships, money, food, um, you name it, benefit. People that, again, have the aversions, the Mm -hmm. deprivation. They don't, you know, they don't socialize. They don't self-care. They deprive themselves of fun and love and pleasure and so on and so forth. And folks, obviously, that have trauma. And trauma, by the way, is really relative. That's why I call it the trauma wound. I don't call it your trauma wound or my trauma wound. We don't have to own that. We're so much more than our trauma. Mm-hmm. So it's a wound, but it also is, it's in the eye of the beholder if you think about it. So your trauma is different from my trauma and they're both real trauma. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So yeah. it's like, I think a lot of times folks will come to me and say, 
well, gosh, I wasn't sexually abused, you know? And so I, I feel so bad. How can I relate? And it's like, yeah, but you were a latchkey kid and neglected most of your life. And what we know of that is those are little, little T's or little traumas that add up and end to be big traumas. And so, so many people can benefit from my workbook. Yeah, that was my experience. I remember going to therapy the first time, the first few times and being like, I'm, I don't I don't have any trauma in my life. Like, I don't know. I don't understand this. Yeah. Like, what's going on? And mm-hmm. and kind of really comparing, mm-hmm. you know, my my issues to other people's yeah. trauma and, and having that really mm-hmm. hurt me in the long run until yeah. I kind of, like you said, learned to let it be what it is. Absolutely. The trauma wound, whatever yeah. that is Absolutely. for me or for you. Yeah. I mean, we've all had shame. You know, we've all been shamed. We've experienced shame in different settings. Shame is traumatizing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so one of the things we work on in my book is shame resiliency, you know, and shame reduction. Mm-hmm. You know, can you forgive yourself with, which in my world is letting that go. Can you let go? Can you let go of holding on to that and beating yourself up? Yeah. You know, and really honor your struggle and honor your process. Yeah. So as you know, my, most of my audience is women. We do have some men listeners, shout out to all those men out there, but we do, we do mostly have women listeners. And I, I have noticed kind of a a correlation between trauma and addiction, particularly sex addiction, which is kind of what we focus on. Can you talk a little bit? Do you, do you notice that as well? Is that something that's real? And, and how, you know, what do you attribute that correlation to? Well, we're wired to be sexual, you know, we are, we're sexual beings, we're wired to be sexual. And it's really interesting because fear and arousal get fused in the brain. And so for trauma survivors, and it's really interesting, I would say 98% of the clients that we treat have some form of trauma. And of my clients, most of them, like 99% have, have trauma. Those that don't have locked it away and eventually it will come out. It's mm-hmm. really fascinating. And so the correlation, it's really interesting. It's like things will happen. We have a, um, a love map, if you will, as we're growing up. And so we have these imprints that in our brain, you know, we learn it from society, our family, religion, and so on and so forth. Well, if there's trauma, if you're sexually abused, for instance, or you're neglected, or you have um, horrific abuse, so on and so forth, it burns into your love, love map. It's like it gets seared. And so what happens is we replicate that trauma in an attempt to master it. Mm. It's in the literature. I mean, it's really, really fascinating. And so people will literally act out sexually in an effort non-consciously to master what happened to them. Every single person that I've worked with that has been exhibitionistic, and I don't mean like flashing, you know, their junk per se, but that it's included. Right. But females who are strippers, Mm -hmm. um, escorts, prostitutes, all have a history. Actors, I've worked with actors, have a history of being bullied. And so what happens there is, and I've, I've seen this, so it's like, okay, there's this correlation. Being involuntarily exploited as a child by being bullied, they replicate that as an adult by saying, well, I'm voluntarily going to exploit myself now because I'm in control. Mm. I'm in control. And I get paid for this now. Ha ha ha. It's not I'm getting back at you. Yeah, which right. is again a coping skill. It's right. an absolute coping skill. So I really believe that there is a correlation. We've seen it. There is absolutely a correlation between trauma and then acting out 
sexually and otherwise. Mm-hmm. And I like that. That, that's a really good analogy, at least for my brain, because I think sometimes when we think of trauma repetition, we think of like doing exactly what happened to us, to other people, or putting ourselves in a sure. scenario where it's exactly the same. Mm-hmm. But what you're saying is that that trauma repetition or acting out in that way mm-hmm. can even be the opposite of like, I was bullied. And so I'm going to now use that as a weapon against someone else or mm-hmm. as a way to get attention in a way yes. that I control. Yes, absolutely. Wow. And we'll see it non-sexually too. So right. the very exhibitionistic, look at me, look, you know, how I dress and how I act and wanting to be the center of attention. We'll be like, okay, well, let's explore what happened mm-hmm. as a child. First thing I'll say is that, I mean, it's fascinating. Voyeurs. Mm-hmm. So with voyeurs, what I've seen is they felt left out as a kid in some way, shape, or form. So, you know, they didn't have a lot of friends. They missed out. And so, you know, looking at porn was the way to go into fantasy. Um, daydreamers, I always ask uh, folks, women and men that look at pornography, you know, were you a daydreamer as a kid? And a lot of them will say, yeah. It's like, so looking at pornography as the adult version of daydreaming. It's the way my, you know, my life is really hard. I'm going to escape via this fantasy world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So treatment is all about how can we help you learn to be okay in your body with the sensations, learn how to regulate your emotions, the discomfort, so that you don't have to go to those way, those means to cope. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's really great. So what are some of the tools that you use with your clients to do those things, to help them to feel comfortable in their body and to help them to self-regulate those types of things that that can help in in assisting for long-term healing so we weave in a lot of aspects of my workbook because it's mindfulness based Mm -hmm. uh, which is awesome so like i said the deep breathing we call it resourcing in emdr so um, deep breathing will weave in the mindfulness you know it's like slowing your process down getting a felt sense so those types of things practicing pausing but then we also use polyvagal theory so polyvagal theory it talks about the vagus nerve and trauma how we get hyper aroused and hypo aroused so hyper is fight or flight hypo is numb and getting us in the window of tolerance so we do a lot of that through emdr so emdr Mm -hmm. is woven into our program we use a task-based model because we're working with folks that have sex addiction so it's cognitive behavioral therapy working on your thoughts feelings and behaviors but we also know we have to help people again you can teach them how to change with cbt right but you have to it you have to do something deeper for their regulation piece and that's why i love the emdr and i love the mindfulness you know i offer a free meditation class every friday because it's like my give back my service Mm -hmm. to the community but i just want people to learn like it's actually really easy to go inward yeah you know, and if we can learn how to do that, even for five minutes, we will will be that much calmer inside mm-hmm. and can regulate. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you where do you offer that? Because we here, do have a lot of Salt Lake right listeners. So it's we, every Friday. It's every Friday. It's 530 to 615. We're at Eagle Plaza. So we're on 4500 South at the very top, Wasatch Boulevard. So it's literally 4505 South, Wasatch Boulevard in Suite 205. It's free. And we, I do three small 10-minute meditations, and it's really awesome. And I just recorded three meditations, too. So those will be, t- um, they're, I'm calling them meditation quickies uh-huh. because they're just short meditation stints. So I'll be offering those to the community as well. Great. And yeah. I'll link to that on my podcast hey, so okay, that that's great. they can know where to go and, yeah, and that that's type great. of thing. Awesome. Yeah. So where can they get this workbook? 
that we've been Amazon. About. So okay. you can purchase it on Amazon. Yep. It's $20 on Amazon or we have it at our office. Okay. So. So if you come here to meditate, you yeah, can pick it up as absolutely. well. Awesome. Yeah. So just to kind of wrap up and conclude here, um, I'm really so honored and excited that you're going to be speaking Me at too. our event Thank in you. January. Thank and, you. And you've got a, a little bit over an hour to talk about trauma Yay. and to talk about these things. What, for those that are preparing to come and those that are, are thinking about coming, you know, what, what what's going to be their their takeaway from that? What are, what are you excited to share with them? You know, I think the take, well, I know the takeaway that I want to share is there's hope. You know, you are not alone in this, that we all have experiences in our lives that have caused trauma and, and we have found ways to cope in our past, perhaps, or even in our present that may not be the healthiest, but there's hope and there are people out there and there's tons of support and you know, I'm going to talk about that. I g- I've given it a snapshot, everybody mm-hmm. a snapshot today of it, but I'll talk more about that. It's like, you know, where does it come from and how does it impact us? But also what can we do to heal? And it's so possible. Healing is so possible. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks thank so you. much. Thanks yeah. so much. Isn't she fantastic? I am so excited to be able to spend more time with her in January and to have her present at our at our event engaged in the struggle now remember that's january 21st 2017 so just a couple months away you can get your tickets at the website www.worthrecovery.com also at the website i've linked to both her clinic if you want to go on friday for the free meditation class and also you can find her workbook on amazon i've linked to that as well so all of that is on the website www.worthrecovery.com I can't thank Candace enough for taking the time to come on the podcast and share with us and meet with us. And also, I'm so excited about having her in January. So thank you, Candace, for that. So ladies, as always, I want you to remember that I hope that you remember that no matter what is going on in your life, no matter how far you think you've gone, no matter how you feel in this very moment, you are worth recovery. 100% worth it. There is hope, like Candace said. I know that. Keep up the fight. Don't forget, you can also support Worth Recovery by being a Worth Warrior. If this podcast has helped you even just a little bit, if you think it's worth 50 cents, get online and join the movement. All the details are on the website, worthrecovery.com. Ladies, I think about you, I pray for you, and I love you. I hope that you have a fantastic day. Until next time, Amy. The mission of Worth Recovery is to dispel shame and build hope in the lives of women struggling with and recovering from sex addiction. I am not associated with any 12-step group, religious organization, or therapeutic clinic. I am an addict sharing my own experiences and recovery.